Our last review is going to be You People. You People is the movie uh, directed by Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris, who is basically blown up um, after the success of Blackish. Um, Blackish was turned into uh, multiple spinoffs, uh, Grownish and Mixedish. Um, Blackish was just ended its run, I believe, like a year ago or a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2022. Um, was a big hit for ABC, um, starring Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, and I think those other spinoff shows are, I think they're still going on right now. Those other spinoff shows that he has. One of them is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basically blown up from that, become a massive success. Um, I've never seen, um, his other work before. I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe I've ever seen any of his other work before. Like I know he also did another show, uh, for Netflix called Black AF. Um, which was another show for Netflix. Um, so this You People, which is directed by him, which is his directorial debut, um, is his, uh, yeah. So this is kind of maybe the first thing I've ever seen from him. Um, I've, I know a lot of people have criticisms with his work, um, and kind of what he does, you know, from his various, uh, projects. Um, so he directed it, Kenya Best directed it, co-wrote it, uh, with Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, who also stars in this movie. Um, and the basic setup of this movie it's a meet the parents guess who's coming to dinner type of situation um where you have uh two people who meet each other here it's jonah hill and laura london uh lauren london who people might know from the movie atl um and jonah hill of course people know him from various amounts of projects uh been around things like super bad things like uh uh uh, what was that movie uh wolf of wall street um you know various amounts of different things um so yeah they meet each other um form a relationship um then it seems like and also because they do a quick um you know you know how in romantic comedies you have a situation where they'll do kind of like a montage of their kind of romance um and then you see it's like six months later uh, which seems kind of quick but six months later they're like okay let's you know introduce um you know each other to our you know our parents um and we're gonna be getting married uh pretty soon in order to kind of get married um and you see kind of the conflict there that's there of, you know, clash of cultures uh, because you have Jonah Hill's parent, you know, who's from, you know, he's Jewish, his family is Jewish, um, and his mother is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And his dad is played by David Duchovny. Um, and then you have Laura London's parents, who's played by Nia Long and then Eddie Murphy. Um, so you kind of have, you know, the, you know, uh, kind of stereotypical white kind of family who's very you know kind of liberal um very awkward when it comes to interacting with black people and then you have uh lauren london's uh family uh who is uh well especially her father um is very uh well i was, talking about, I was uh mentioning i was talking about lauren london's family i was saying like with her uh, with her family that uh that they are you know I guess you could say, especially Eddie Murphy's character, very much, I guess you could classify him as a hotep, I guess you say. If you don't know what a hotep is, a hotep is a very, very, very much uh, pro-black, um, you know, kind of uh, person, um, very pro-black ideology um, that you kind of see around. So uh, that's kind of basically the, 
you know, kind of character that Eddie Murphy kind of plays here. And then, you know, is he going to be accepting of her having uh, someone who isn't also a Muslim person, um, who isn't also uh, black? Um, so that's kind of the basic setup there that you have of a movie like this. Um, and it kind of would, you know, it, it makes for a lot of kind of lame, I think, jokes and humor um, that are not very good. Um, again, I mean, I haven't seen Kenny Embarrass's work. I know like some of his, you know, a lot of people have a critique of his work uh, that I point out, uh, that some people point out is that he makes a lot of black stuff, but for white people, um, you know, that it's, you know, that's not very good at uh, talking to maybe a black audience, uh, but just trying to do culture stuff just for, you know, white audience to consume it. Um, and, you know, so this kind of being one of my first exposures to it, um, it's just a lot of stuff that just doesn't really work and i think maybe it's trying to do a lot of riffing uh because even early on in the episode because a part of jonah hill's character is that he does a podcast um he does a podcast with uh another person let me pull up that other person's name uh but he does a podcast uh, with them uh what do you say sam J. sam J is mo yeah sam J is mo uh does a podcast with them and then you know there's moments where they're kind of going back and forth because it's like also like his best friend um in the movie and they're doing they're trying to do a little bit of riffing I don't know doesn't really come off that good doesn't really come off that well um uh, there's a lot of like slapstick stuff in here that doesn't work uh that that if they don't know how to i guess end the scene or end a joke on a good note they'll do some maybe slapstick stuff there um that i i think is is also kind of yeah kind of terrible really um and like i said it's supposed to be kind of like a, a guess who's coming to dinner or meet the parents type of situation if you saw either of those movies um and i'm not even talking about the original guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney portier um i'm more talking about i guess it's more a line of like the one that was the remake with bernie mack and ashton kutcher and then meet the parents with which was the movie with ben stiller and robert de niro uh it's just like you know you have all this conflict you know if like if you're you know someone who if your partner if you're like dating somebody and you're having all this conflict with their family i mean would you just tolerate all that disrespect that you're getting from this other person's family i mean it just seems like okay um uh, but uh dusk what are some of your thoughts on uh you people there oh boy i i feel we're running on the same page uh i yeah a lot of it does feel like a rehashing of meet the parents and i'm glad you brought up the the bernie mac and ashton kutcher one because i couldn't help but feel that it took a page right straight from that. And that wasn't even a very good movie. That wasn't a good remake of uh, the original one with Sidney Poitier. Um, it it hit every single note I knew it was going to happen. And, and I know uh, romantic comedies are pretty one note. You kind of know what's going to happen. But there's just so, uh, so many scenes where the comedy went on and on and on. And I was going, okay, so where's the where's the punchline? Where's the joke? Uh, I, I will say this though. Uh, I I will say that I, as much of a, a jerk as, as uh, Eddie Murphy's character is in the movie, like Robert Nero, he did make me laugh at least a little bit. Sometimes he would just have like an inflection of things, or he would just like point or gesture to something, and it would just make me laugh just in how he uh, his mannerisms were. Even his first appearance gave me a chuckle at just uh, some of the jokes here and there. But for the most of it, I. I really didn't know what they were going for. Uh, I know they were trying to uh, adhere to a form of, well, we're going to riff on e each other, but I I never felt like they were really 
going as far as they could have or really addressing anything. It felt very almost safe in a way, if you know what I'm saying. Like a very, very safe jibs and cuts and jabs. It never felt like, it never felt if it was a bit more raw, I would at least respect it a bit more. But it, it really wasn't. And the conclusions that some of the characters make, I mean, Every Merv is just being just being a jerk for the jerk's sake, and his and Ezra's mother, uh, mother played by uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, Shelley is just completely just ridiculous, like completely ridiculous, and so uncalled for some of the things she does, and especially says to um, um, uh, Lauren London, uh, and yeah, both she and uh, Johnny Hill tolerate so much in this movie as Ezra and Amira. That it's it's really ridiculous. At a certain point, you just go, okay, you, none of you are involved in the wedding. Just get get out of here. Mm. Uh, I, I just, I really, I never even liked the original meeting with the parents because there's uh, one of my biggest gripes with this kind of comedy is comedy can be is pretty subjective, but there's a lot of rules that you follow with, and a lot of it is keep it short, keep it simple, keep it on point. And let it uh, go, because it, it's a movie. You have to have a construction fit around it and tell a story at the same time. It felt like time was passing very quickly despite these events. And the many, many times they have different like parent meetings and all these different things. It would just end terribly. You're just like, at one point, do you just go, all right, all right, all right. Why are you being like this? I mean, at one point, I mean, he, like, uh, do we want to go into spoilers or... Uh, I mean, I mean, it's really, I mean, really, I mean, what, what, I mean, what are you about to spoil? I mean, it really isn't much to spoil. It's the, it's the one where he, the barbershop scene. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, you could do the barbershop scene, sure. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, Amy Murphy and Ezra Miller and um, Jonah Hill decide to go to uh, a barbershop, and uh, Eddie Murphy's been riffing on him the entire car ride, and they get there, and you know, without telling him, uh, Jonah Hill walks in with the red hoodie. In an area where everyone else is wearing blue, and that uh, causes some problems. And then when uh, tries to rectify it, Amber is like, "You're really gonna let him tell you what to do, whatever?" And you're just like, "God, man, you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> why would you? Why would you do that to him? He could have gotten like beat up. Mm. Legit bad things could have happened to your to your soon to be son in law. Mm. It, it was the same kind of energy." But not as funny as Robert De Niro with Ben Stiller, where Ben Stiller would just take crap from uh, Robert De Niro, and you just be like, "Honey, look, I'm just gonna leave. Uh, we can get married still, but I'm I'm just not gonna deal with him, and I just leave." Hmm. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because that was the thing with Meet the Parents uh, was that Ben Stiller was just taking all this kind of crap from Robert De Niro's character, and then it was a lot of slapstick in that as well. Um. And then, you know, with this, you have, you know, occasions where, like I said, things will just happen. You know, there's a moment where Julia Louis-Dreyfus character, like, pulls off the wig of, you know, another character in this. And, again, don't know how to really end it, so you do something kind of wacky with, you know, kind of like that. Um, And it doesn't seem like it's really has many kind of jokes to it or or many, you know, humor moments. This is kind of just you know kind of just saying things and just kind of you know what i mean um in a trying to do a specific tone but not really any punchline or any you know good even natural kind of humor moments um in it uh because i mean 
you, you could really kind of do something here uh, because they, you know, the character Eddie Murphy plays, uh, you know, Akbar. It's like they, you know, they make a joke that it's not like, I mean, it was kind of just this kind of thing he committed to just one point in life and he just kind of stuck to it. Um, and, you know, there's kind of flaws in the way he thinks. And, you know, you could have really went more with that and then made fun of that um you know just the same thing you could have done with the julie louis dreyfus character um because you know they're the two real big you know kind of figures you see from the you know each family that are really uh, uh with, with this kind of movie and then also you know there are awkward interactions that happen between people you know of different cultures that you know you can talk about um and and how you know that that happens sometimes you know anybody will can tell you stories of you know uh you know sometimes that happens you know meeting people and uh you know for example like i, I know i've seen some asian people talk about like you know uh, a white person will ask them, you know, where are you from? They can say Vietnam, and then the person will can reply like, "Well, my wife was from the Philippines." It's like that. I don't know how that's supposed to be relevant to me, but okay. So there are these moments, you know, what I mean, of ignorance that kind of happens, you know, between you know, kind of cultures and everything. Um, it's just not done well here, and I think when you see something, this is a you know, somewhat of a completely different movie, but. When you see something like Get Out, which made that great, was like it touched on something that it's the awkward moment of, you know, meeting, you know, your partner's parents for the first time, kind of like, you know, the nervousness that's there, you know, not one to mess yeah. up because you want to make a good first impression. So that's already good built in kind of uh, a, a situation there of, you know, trying to you know put on a good impression in front of your partner's parents. Um and that's already a good situation on top of the stuff with the cultural differences, which could have been good. You know what I mean? This black Muslim family and this white Jewish family. And it's like, OK, you know, but here it's just done so overblown and uh, just completely overdone. And I don't think it, it's just no subtlety whatsoever in the writing. Um, also, the direction of this is very weird too. a lot of the, the editing choices here like the the transitions yeah. between scenes um like they'll transition between scenes playing just like hip-hop music and like they'll do this graffiti art type thing and it's like this is so jarring i don't even know what the hell is going on uh what were some of your that thoughts felt very yeah no I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that i knew a little bit more about the director i hadn't watched a lot of his programming on blackish and, and mixed dish and, and on some of those other shows but that did feel like these transitions felt more natural in a television mindset where, oh, don't know how to end a joke? Cut to a, a, a gif of, like, graffiti. Oh, next scene. We're in the next area. You know what I mean? It felt like that was very almost amateurish in how you move scene to scene. And, I, it, yeah, it's just it, this the situation is really ripe for great comedy and to be funny, but also talk about something it felt the premise would reminds me of actually uh, kind of movies that would have been that were kind of uh, up and coming like coming to america or trading places or funny premises or interesting moments that had moments of actual kind of bits of poignancy and or just having it slipped in i mean you could have really done a lot of fun aspects with a uh, with the jewish family and a, a black muslim family and and found some interesting comedy while finding some common ground. But yeah, it's just the way it's written and the material it's given. It's just, it's so almost squeaky clean in a way. It just feels so artificial in the way it, they deal with 
both of this, both of the demographics, both of the different um, families, mm. and it's so over the top that you just can't take any of it seriously. You can't, you can't even laugh at it because it's not funny. Yeah, I think the only kind of real kind of chuckles I got um, of this movie was like the very beginning of it. So you see uh, Jonah Hill's character he's at like a synagogue, and then you know they do kind of like a whole a afterwards, you know, uh, where characters are mingling and everything like that. And he's talking to uh, uh, Hall Linden, um, and he's asking him, uh, you know, what I mean, uh, you know, is he getting any girls? Is he hooking up or anything like that? I thought that was kind of a funny interaction. Um, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. And then uh, I think the scene after that is a scene where like some guys talking to him about taking him into a bathroom and everything like that oh, yeah, of examining him. So. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was was funny, um, and 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 Jonah Hill. I mean, he's a funny guy. I mean, obviously, you know, he got his start doing comedies, and then he started to transition and do more dramatic stuff. Um, you know, because we obviously super bad and everything like that. Hanging out with Judd Apatow and that crew. Um, you know, this is the end and various different projects like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, t the Twenty One Jump Street movie. So he can't be a funny guy. Um, it's just that I don't think this particularly used his skill set to, you know, to, to, to really, to any greatness here. Um, and the, the relationship itself, because of course with the rom-com, you need to have a great, you know, kind of two characters who you, you really like and yeah. have a good spark and seeing them kind of, uh, bad rom-com can be salvaged by two really good leads. Yeah. And here, I just didn't feel any good spark between Laura London and Jonah Hill. I mean, a lot of it is just so quick. I mean, because they meet each other, they you see them a little bit dating a little bit. That there's a montage of that going on various dates, and then you're just I think you're just supposed to believe like, okay, these are two people with like this crazy amount of spark um, that they have and great chemistry, and then it doesn't you know then it does a quick six months later, and then all of a sudden, okay, they're ready to get married. I'm like. I don't, I don't, I just didn't buy that. I just didn't buy the relationship. I don't, I don't really think they work that well together. Well, what about you? What do you think? No, I, I agree with you also. I mean, I think we really are on the same page with pretty, all our um, issues with this, this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I keep thinking back to other romantic comedies. And one of the most important aspects of a movie is to these two leads. You have to believe whole, wholeheartedly that there's a spark and a chemistry between them. That's the glue that holds the rest of whatever you're going to take in the direction of those, uh, of that. On very rare occasions, does a movie is so bad regardless of the chemistry, but they could, they could have really salvaged this. this um, a lot of the scenes, especially with the romance, it felt very quick cut. Okay, six months later. Okay, three months later. Okay, and you're like, no, no, no. These are important moments. We should see how Amira and Ezra... Uh, bond and uh, why they why they love each other so much why they're willing to put up with their parent their families being disrespectful assholes but because they are so solid as a unit that they are they um want to get lo uh, love each other so much they want to be uh married but we never i never really got that i just it felt so quick that i'm just told oh yeah they're just they're just in love and they're and they really care for one of them like i i guess so they at best they seem like not good friends mm. or at least <laughs> people who they kind of like each other they're mm. like oh well i mean i love you babe it's like oh, okay if mm. i felt no different with amira and ezra than ezra and his best friend mm. yeah. uh it's, it's, yeah. it felt like the same kind of energy yeah 
Um, and maybe if you got a comedic actress to play uh, the Laura London role, maybe that would have made a difference. Um, you know, because yeah, I, I think maybe somebody he could like maybe bounce off of more, or who could do a little bit more riffing with him. Maybe it would have it would have worked a little bit better. Um, because yeah, Laura London, I you know from what I've seen of her work, she's not really a comedic actress from from what I've seen of, of mm-hmm. Laura London stuff. So maybe that would have made a difference. Um, yeah. So I, for me, I I think to give going to kind of final reigns, you know, with this movie. Um, I mean, I would just honestly give it a, a kind of a burn it, really. Um, that's pretty much it for this. Because, yeah, I mean, even though it's on Netflix. Not and even skip it or burn it. Yeah, because I don't think it's. And also, it's too long, too. It's, this movie's also two, almost two hours. Comedies, especially oh, comedies, yeah. they should not be close to two hours. You should not be doing two hours with comedies. Um, and, and so, I also think that's another thing against it. Um, yeah, um, so I would I would kind of give it a burn it with this. Um, I don't think like it's it's set up for good material. It just it just fails um, at that and delivers just kind of cringiness. Um, you know the stuff with the family, the stuff with you know the, the, both these families interacting with each other. Um, it's like yeah, there there are going to be moments that are going to be very awkward there, and that you could you know have situations that that could feel relatable to people who've been in similar situations as this. But I don't think it. I don't think it does that. I don't think it accomplishes that. I don't think it's relatable in any way. If somebody's going to look at this, of like even an interracial couple, or even just uh, people who like you know meet each other's parents for the first time, it's not going to maybe be like oh wow, you know what I mean. This is this is like an experience I can relate to. You know what I mean. And it's just as maybe you know some so true of you know what it's like to have that that initial kind of awkwardness and nervousness um, of of meeting another person's uh, family. I don't think it. I don't think this movie it just accomplishes that um and it it, it just feels kind of so hacky in the kind of the way it does it um another thing I, I will say I mean that works kind of well I did like Eddie Murphy's uh in this movie his stuff with his son um and his son in this movie um is played by uh Taco Taco is from Odd Future he's one of the members of Odd Future that was kind of I thought that stuff was kind of funny you know because he's you know so I thought some of the stuff they did their back and forth was was kind of funny at times uh but yeah um so for me I would just give it uh a burn it uh for me and yeah what about you well uh I don't hate the movie quite as much as you did but I do agree that um I'm gonna give it a, a skip it I don't hate it as much to burn it but it it's a movie you, you don't need to see it it's every trope you could think but the the saddest part about it is like you I, I I saw a lot of potential out of it. The whole premise could have been really funny if we really focused on the initial twenty thirty minutes of building that relationship, and then the families come in and that becomes a whole other thing. That could have been really fun dynamic. It could have had some poignancy to it and also funny at the same time. But unfortunately, it goes for cheap good jokes. They're not even jokes, just dial- things uh, scenes that go on way too long. And you're right, it was almost two hours. I was, I was just feeling its length at every second. I was like, "Oh God, I'm only halfway through." Oh my God, they're wasting so much time, and they don't use it very well. That's the biggest problem as well for me is, so much of this movie could have been cut off, and you would have lost nothing. In the amount of, it feels bloated, unnecessary, and and just there are better rom coms out there that touch on some of the similar subjects that this one does. I will say this though, it was nice to see Mike Epps as Uncle EJ. Uh, it was nice to see him again. I, 
I have a soft spot for him because Mike Epps played a... Did you ever see those Resident Evil movies? He played an LJ in the Resident Evil Apocalypse and Extinction. And I was I always like seeing Mike Epps. He's a funny dude. And uh, Andrew Schultz, who you probably don't know, he, he's a comedian. Yeah. He played a cousin Avi. And he had very few moments in this movie, but I did chuckle whenever he said some stupid shit. Yeah. And that was really about it, man. I, Yeah, uh, just to sum it up, it, it's a skip it. it it, you, 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 there are better things to stream, to stream and watch and and spend your time on. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you also, I mean, uh, David Duchovny, who it feels like he like, who's the husband of Julia yeah. Dreyfus in this movie? It feels like he just disappears in this movie. Like I've, I, I, this, <laughs> really like, does. I feel like like he was in it, and then I'm like, oh, it's like it seems like a, there's a long time in which you don't even really even see him really anymore. Yeah. Like he just kind of just. Back up disappears i'm like oh it's like all oh, right you're in this movie again yeah okay oh, it's the same thing with eddie murphy's uh the wo- uh, woman who plays his wife too she basically after those initial meetings she really has nothing to do afterwards it really just becomes eddie murphy and um julia uh, dreyfus yeah it becomes their tent poles that they're causing the most issue and everyone else seems to kind of drop off yeah yeah so yeah, that that was just kind of yeah something I noticed in the movie. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, so I don't know if this is. I mean, I'm not excited for <laughs> the next Kenyon Burris uh, uh, joint. Um, if this is what he's kind of going to be doing there, I'm not uh, not that thrilled there. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, testing out the bugs, maybe see what works, what doesn't work. So yeah, so uh, burn it and skip it for you people. <laughs> 